You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're sharing nine tips to help you master the ability to use words that sell. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Hi, James Wedmore here. And if you are new to our podcast, then maybe you've missed the five-part podcast series that so many of our listeners are raving about. It's called Down to Business, and it's a five-part in-depth look as we pull back the curtain, lift up the hood, and show you how we actually run a successful, thriving, and very profitable eight-figure company. And to help you get the most out of this series, I have a free gift for you. We've put together an accompanying workbook that integrates the exercises, activities, and to-do items that are listed in all five of these episodes. And we call it the 5X Your Business Performance Workbook. And when you visit mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB, you can get your hands on this powerful free training right now. That's mindyourbusinesspodcast.com forward slash DTB. Thanks and enjoy the episode. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And this is the Mind Your Business podcast. You are here, you made it, and this is the place where we love to talk to you about everything that can help you create more success, increase levels of performance, grow your business, make more money, and have a bigger impact. All from the inside out. That's right. Today, we are kicking off a new series on the show based on an episode that got fantabulous feedback from you all. Thank you. That was episode 453, Mm -hmm. where we just began to point to skills that are required for this business. I think there's a lot of people that get going and they get really disheartened. They get discouraged. All the dis words because they go, I did it and it's not working. I did it. I did this thing you told me to do. It's not working, right? I've been doing this for a month. It's not working. Well, patience should be a good skill. But the reality is, and this is a great episode to go back and listen to if you haven't, episode 453. We'll link that up in the show notes for you. The reality is, is that there are skills that when you improve your skills, you get better at these you're going to see the ROI in your business. Right, because right now you might be just going through the motions and you not even realize it. Yeah, you might be doing what someone told you to do and because you did it for the first time, it's not that good. Mm-hmm. But then we expect it to be amazing. <laughs> it's called practice, folks. Yep. And uh, we want to get better at these things. And that's kind of the benefit of doing this a long time. You get really good at certain things. So you're going to learn from the best today. <laughs> Today, we're going to kick off this series. This is a six-part series where we're going to give you tips and tricks and specific things so that you can practice the right things to get better at each of these skills. And today, we're talking about how to master, oh, so good, the ability to use words to sell. Yeah, this is going to be big. People call this copywriting, Mm -hmm. (laughs) W-R-I-T-I-N-G, using words to sell, using words to inspire, using words to move people. Yep get them to take action. That's what we're going to get into today. Yes. Um, tips to share. Yeah, we got a lot of tips to share. So let's get right into it. Let's just dive in to the deep end and help you. So first of all, this is the most important skill to start with because you are in the copywriting business. Sorry to break it to you, but if you're selling digital products, coaching, you're in the copy business. Yeah, and the copy kind of ripples through the rest of the essential skills that we're going to talk about. As yes, well. it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing is there was, we, talk, we brought that up on the last one was the episode 453. There's such an overlap mm-hmm. in all of these. So as you start getting good at one, it's going to help you in so many other areas Absolutely. because it really comes down to communication. Okay, so most people out there, your copy sucks. Like it's just so bad. That's fine. You didn't learn it. No one taught it to you in school. You're not supposed to be automatically come out of the womb and you're an amazing copywriter. Right. Even if you went to marketing school, they don't teach this. Type no, of copy they do not. <laughs> they absolutely do not. So what is copywriting? To me, copywriting is the ability to use words, communication, writing, even copywriting is talking. Mm-hmm. 
video, podcast, live, Instagram, TikTok, all those things <laughs> with intention to move people, move the way they think, move them in an action to take. And one of those actions to take is a sell, mm-hmm. you know, to get people to pay you for your stuff. So it's a big topic. It's not just like selling. It's influential writing. Right. It exists at every level of the quote unquote funnel. Every single mm-hmm. level from your social media down to your free training, mm-hmm. all of your pages, your website, your sales page, your launch, everything. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. It is the water to a fish. <laughs> it's everywhere. And people are like doing everything but that. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why you're not getting the results that you want. Numbers like conversion rates, percentages, tell you how good of a copywriter you are. So the first thing we want you to do is to be really honest with yourself. A lot of people are in self-deception. I've been in self-deception before. We lie to ourselves all the time. So if you can get really honest with yourself, that'd be really amazing. Scale of one to 10, how would you rate your copywriter skills right now? Scale one to 10, 10 being you are the best on the planet. Number one, you win the Olympic gold medal for it. Zero is you don't even know what it is. Where would you put yourself if you were being as completely honest and not in self-deception? Present to what is right now. Take a moment and do that right now. Just how that feels. And if it's not a seven or higher, then we know why something's not working. Mm -hmm. And we want to get that up. We want to get it to a nine. Never a 10, because the moment you get to a 10, you think you know everything. The moment you decided, I know this, you pinch off learning, growth, and opportunity. Those are two phrases I want everyone to delete from the vocabularies. I don't know, and I already know. <laughs> they mean the opposite thing, and they're both the worst things you can say, because I don't know declares that you don't have the answer. Right. Hey, how could we build this business and sell this thing? I don't know. Pfft. Now you've just said it's not possible, because you don't know, so you won't receive the knowing. Mm-hmm. And then the I already know this, when you're in student mode, cuts you off being in student mode. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard this before. I already know this. I've learned this before. That means you can't learn anything new. Maybe there's a reason why you're here in a second game. So anyways, that had nothing to do with today, but. (laughs) Well, and I also think like another side note would be, even if people told you you're a good writer, still self-evaluate and like look at the numbers to see if it's actually right. Yeah, that's an opinion. Yeah, my dad was like. Numbers aren't opinions, they're facts. (laughs) Yeah, my dad used to say like, you're such a good writer. I'm like, well, you know, I can write an email (laughs) to like customer service, but I I haven't practiced the skills that, you know, the writing requires in this type of business. Well, here's the thing. Let's bring this up because this will, I didn't even put this on our outline. It's too arbitrary to say you're a good or bad writer because there's different types of writers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some people are really good at writing manuals for VCRs. Exactly. Construction manuals. (laughs) That would be me. (laughs) Okay. Some people are really good at creative writing. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Buckle up for this one, buddies. But creative writing is some of the worst type of copy. Yeah. And we see some people that get really creative and snazzy and jazzy with their writing. And it's like, that is so clever and creative. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. I think that's because, well, I don't know why this is, but it could be because kind of like the start of bloggers and like online courses kind of came at the similar times. Mm -hmm. Bloggers obviously came first, but obviously bloggers were kind of like more the creative writing, but then they started to become course creators, but we're Mm -hmm. using kind of the blog format to grow their audience and stuff. And it's not, it doesn't exactly yeah. Matter. So they're like, wow, I, got, I built an audience cause I'm such a creative writer. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then when it comes time to like, okay, now I'm going to sell something. They're using the same style. Exactly. I'm telling you, it's, I see so many examples of like, that's very creative and it's mm-hmm. bad copy. Mm-hmm. So we want to help you with that. But if you think being a better copywriter is being more creative, mm-hmm. <clears throat> think again. Right. And it's not that being creative makes you a bad copywriter. It's that being creative doesn't automatically mean it's great copy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's just creative, but it doesn't do anything. Right. Just because it's fun to read doesn't mean it's going to move people. Exactly. So, because I, you know, grew up in the advertising world, went to film school and, you know, learned ads and all that stuff. And we'd watch these commercials that won awards and, you know, there's advertising awards and stuff. And it was so bizarre to me. It always bothered me. Because the ones that won were the most creative ones. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, they just moved you. It's like 30 seconds and you'd cry by the end of it. You know, like those types. Yeah. I'm like, but then I'd ask people, I would do my own little test. I'd say, that was a really good ad, huh? And I'm like, it was so good. I was like, what was it for? <laughs> and they couldn't even tell me 30 seconds later. Yeah. 
then what good was it as a function? And this is the perfect example of this. <laughs> These amazing ads that all these people are like, oh, this was so well done. But you can't even remember who it was for, let alone like, did it get you wanted to buy this thing? So it's actually like the worst type of ad you could run. <laughs> it's just like mini entertainment. And it's like, that's not what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. You can do that, but you got to put entertainment on top of it. That's right. why if you look at our like videos that we've done in the past, we'll entertain, but that's secondary, tertiary to teaching, mm -hmm. adding value and having great copy. Mm -hmm. If you're just focusing on the entertainment, then you know, you're just like some gossip TV show or something. Yeah. And if you kind of like go back and look at our old video series, if you're like a BBD member or something, and you'll notice like some of the most important points that we're trying to hit in the copy and in the messaging, we'll just cut back to you not doing anything fancy. Uh huh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I wonder and why he did that. Obviously. <laughs> yes. So it's important for me to share before we get into a teaching episode about how to improve your skills around copywriting that you understand something that most people today I don't hear talk about is that not only are we operating with, you are a copywriting business, you're in the business of copy, but what we're really in is a direct response business. I'll ask our new students and customers and they like never heard of this term before. I'm like, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. You are in the direct response industry. Direct response means you are using copy that goes out there, outward facing words that ask for a direct response. Send an email, click that link. That's a direct response. Open this email, click on this link, click that button, submit your email, go to this page, watch that video, buy this product. These are all asking your viewer, singular, to have a response to your message, to what you're putting out there. That's why I was using that example of like these great ads. They had no response. Mm -hmm. They asked for nothing. They just want you to feel good or laugh or something. And that's great. But what good is that for you? So a lot of people are doing that. They're, they're looking at big brands that are doing like brand advertising and saying, that's how I'm going to do mm -hmm. my stuff. And you can... But if you're foregoing that one for the other and not having this direct response, now you know why, mm -hmm. right? Here's a great example of this, like people's newsletters. They just look like a giant, fancy, colorful brochure. Mm -hmm. All these links and buttons to click on and updates and news. And it's like, or just a simple email that tells a little story and tells you what to do. Mm -hmm. Plain black and white text. You know what I mean? Outperforms nine times out of 10, it if does. not 10 out sure. of 10. Totally does. Okay. So that's hopefully under, people understand that. So let's get into this. We're going to share nine things right now that you can put into practice. And that is what this is about, folks. Practice, practice, practice. Get better at writing. Mm -hmm. Nine things that you can put into practice right now that's going to make you a better, more powerful writer, more powerful and effective communicator. Here we go. Number one, this is basic copywriting 101, the power of you. Y-O-U. When people go, I'm struggling to go from one to many, you are never going from one to many because there is only ever one person consuming your stuff at a time. Chew on that for a moment. When you are writing, you are only ever writing to one person. This is the fundamental 101 copyright. If this is new to you, that's okay. This is where we have to start. This is basic. We're going to go a lot deeper, but this is where we have to start. It is a you conversation. Okay. It is conversational and it's casual. It's not college level. In fact, this is going to take us to number three, which we'll talk a little bit more writing at a fourth grade reading level. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment. This is casual. This is like recording yourself as you're talking to someone at a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. That's the writing that we're using. It's going to have your style. It's going to have y'all understand what I mean. You know? Yeah. It's going to be like the person on you the know? other side of the computer can hear your voice as they're going through it. Come on now, you know, like, right. You know, like all those little things come out in the writing, mm -hmm. like what, like that style comes out because that's how you would talk. Mm -hmm. You know, when you combine words and shorten words, like, you know, take the G off of a word or like, good morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can do that in your copy. It's fun. It's creative. It's enjoyable to read. So a lot of people understand this concept of the power of you, one person, one person that you are talking to. But then when we read your copy, you're using we, they, us. Mm -hmm. That's not you. You're talking about me way too much. You're talking about yourself way too much. That's a huge problem. So what I want you to do is you're going to take a piece of copy that you've written, maybe it's an email or whatever, 
And I want you to begin to notice how often you're talking about yourself and how little you're using the word you. Change everything to you. It's a great exercise. Just Go back. Command F. <laughs> command F, delete, replace. Replace all. <laughs> replace all to you. I was telling this story, I think on another podcast interview recently about this because I'm practicing the ukulele so I can like practice my skills and learn new things, develop more of that myelin. And this person comes out with a course. It's 20 bucks. Ukulele basics. He's talking about himself the whole time. I had a lot of fun creating this course mm. and putting these videos together. I really want to help you. I want to, we don't care what you want. And it was all about him and he didn't even realize it. He thought it was about me, but it was all about him. We got to change that. No one cares that you had a fun time putting this course together. Right. No one cares if you had an awful time putting the course together. No one cares. So make it about them. Mm -hmm. So for example, this is a cool little bonus trick called the IUF referential index switch. So I'm sitting there going on a hike, right? And you know those moments where like you're just out in nature, you don't have your devices and all of a sudden you just feel like you're at peace, you're centered and the ideas start flowing to you, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the IU referential index. So I told a story. So notice that again. I'm going out on a hike and you know those moments yep. where you're out on a hike, you're out in nature and you just get present you get clear and you just start having those down and Jilly's sitting there nodding her head. There. <laughs> She's like, yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because it's not about me. I'm talking about her, you know, right? Can you imagine, you know, how nice that would be for us to just go out on a hike? How good you'd feel to just be out. Cause it's like 70 degrees, so right? I'm using you. I'm not talking about me. Yeah. In fact, when I'm working with a coach, I've gotten so good at the IU referential index switch that a great coach puts me back into the eye when they're coaching me because I'm disassociating so much. Mm. <laughs> like I'll try to get them enrolled. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, when you're da 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 and they're like, okay, say that again, but say I, like I am the, oh, oops. Yeah. I, I'm constantly in that. Like you're already in coaching mode for uh, yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So power of you folks. So important. Anything that you think would be a question for our audience there on that? Is that clear? I think it's clear. Yeah. I think it's clear. Okay. Do you guys understand this? Can you begin to see how much better your copy is going to get when you are using and utilizing the power of you, <laughs> utilizing the power of you in your stuff? Hopefully, yes. Let's go on to the next one. This is a biggie. People talk about the pain and the problems. Talk about the pain. Talk about the problems. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem with talking about the problems. I call this the curse, curse of coaching. A lot of times when you're talking about the problems, you're talking about the source or cause of the problem, not the way in which your ideal prospect experiences it. So I always tell my audience, you want to talk about the symptoms and complaints that they already have. Here's a classic example, Advil, headache medicine. Imagine you have a headache right now. And I sit there and I say, are you struggling to concentrate and get any work done because you have a jackhammer going off in mm -hmm. your head, pounding pain, throbbing, that you can't even focus or concentrate? Mm -hmm. That's me describing the symptoms. But the curse of the coach is a great coach. It's like, oh, I know what's causing the headache. Mm -hmm. They're dehydrated. So the coach writes copy by saying, are you dehydrated? Are you struggling to drink enough water in a day? I can help. Guys, this is such an oversimplified example, but this is what so many people are doing. They're describing the cause. Like, do you have an unhealed relationship with your mom and dad? I don't know. Are you still acting out childhood trauma? Yeah. Like 99% of people don't know that. Right. They don't know that they have that problem. Yeah. They don't know that that's the cause. They don't know that that's what's really going on. Mm -hmm. You are such a great coach. You know that. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're talking to is a total disconnect. They're sitting there saying, why does this always keep happening? Or why do I always feel this way? So the symptoms is the pain and the throbbing headache. The cause is the dehydration. Mm -hmm. Your message, your words need to speak first to the symptom as they describe them. If not, you don't understand them. You're trying to diagnose them without understanding them. Maybe you're going to a doctor's office exactly. and they don't even listen to you when you're like trying to say like, yeah, it's like this pain here. And they're like, okay, just take this. You'll be fine. Like, like how, how do you even know? How do you even know? Like, you don't even care. You, just, you didn't even look at me. Yeah. I've totally had that. Yep. Just take this. Here you go. What? <laughs> 
I don't know. But I didn't even finish describing my symptoms yet. <laughs> you don't, it's like you don't even care about me. <laughs> uh, so the symptoms, what are they complaining about? How do they complain about this? How do they describe the pain? And that is the symptom. It's this throbbing pain in my head that doesn't go away. Now, all of these tips are going to start to bleed into each other because you got to, this is really tricky. A lot of people will say, and this is going to go to one of our future ones. Well, they describe themselves as being stuck. Mm -hmm. And we need to get rid of that word stuck from our copywriting arsenal because you are in the problem removal business. You solve problems for a living. I don't care what niche you're in. Every single niche, the problem people are in, they describe their problem as being stuck. Mm -hmm. So they can be in any type of business, niche, problem, whatever. Hobby, whatever. Hobby. And they're like, I'm really stuck. So that's what you're describing. It's not enough. And that's going to lead us to number four, which we'll get into in just a moment. So describe the symptoms and it has to move beyond things like stuck and overwhelmed. You'll understand why in a moment. So look at your copy and look at how are you already diagnosing the problem? Are you already being the coach in your copy or are you starting with where they're at? There's like that great copywriting advice of, you want to start with the conversation they're already having in their mind. What's keeping them up late at night and what is it they're saying to themselves? Use those words. Great copywriters are great listeners. Most people suck at listening. You're so busy listening to the voice in your own head that you can't hear your audience's voice and what they're saying. And you keep thinking, I know what they need. I know what they need. So here's what you need. Here's what you need. And that's such an uphill battle because they don't know they need that yet. But when you speak to where they're already at and what they already want, you got them. There you go. Oh, thank you. Finally, someone who gets me. All right, let's go to number three, fourth grade reading level. This is basic. Fourth grade reading level. Stop trying to impress people. Stop trying to make it complicated. Stop trying to prove people how smart you are. This is not a thesis. <laughs> this is not your college professor here. There are little software apps on the internet, like readability checkers. You can just search them. Readability.com is one of them. Reading level checker. You can just Google theirs. There's tons of them. You're going to put your copy in there and it's going to be no more than fourth grade level. This means simple words, short sentences, mm -hmm. not getting into all these convoluted, complicated, reversing the object, subject, predicate kind of things <laughs> to get all fancy and flowy. It's very simple. Simplify it. Don't use big words. Yeah. And I think with that too, is if you have a global audience, like just be mindful of not using words that are necessarily mm. specific to, you know, yeah. uh, your culture. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of metaphors that slay. don't translate too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Slay is, is mm -hmm. a good one. Are you ready to slay it? Yeah. Yeah. So fourth grade is simple. It's short. Convoluted is a great example of a word that is not a fourth grade. You did not learn that in the fourth grade. <laughs> so you're going to have to practice that. Simplify it. If people don't understand it, they're not going to buy from you. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. Oversimplify it. Make it uncomfortably simple. All right. That takes us to number four. This is one of my biggest, most powerful ones for you guys. Specificity. If you haven't written this one down, do it. Specific. Specificity. I'm going to do four and five at the same time. Okay. Specificity and tangibility. These are the name of the game. So let's go back to that. I'm stuck. Are you stuck? Okay. Is that specific or broad? Broad. On a scale one to 10, how broad is it? 10. Yeah, it's, it's a nine or a 10, right? Mm -hmm. How do we make it more specific? Let's do a business niche and then we'll choose something else. How would we make that more specific? Well, how specifically are they stuck? So let's do like, what would be a business problem that someone would feel stuck in? Let's say- Like, how are you stuck? Like you're, let's say you're someone who's stuck. You're my, you're my customer, mm -hmm. ideal customer, right? Mm -hmm. How specifically are you stuck? I really want to scale my business, but I'm stuck with- a bunch of one-on-one -on -one clients so I don't have time. Right. So let's start with the first part. I want to scale. I'm struggling to scale versus stuck. Which one's more specific? Struggling to scale or stuck? Struggling to scale. How would you rate that on a scale one to 10? 10 being super broad. I would say probably like a three. Okay. So we brought it down a lot. Yeah. I would say it's like a five. Okay. Struggling to scale versus stuck. Right. So now watch this. What's more powerful? Are you stuck in your business or are you struggling to scale your business? Mm -hmm. 
more specific number two and more effective, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's not a one, it's not a zero. It's not, we didn't get it down to absolute specificity. So how are you struggling to scale? And you've already said the second part. So go ahead and say it again. That I have a lot of one-on-one clients and my schedule is too full to take on any other additional Mm -hmm. work. Are you, you can use the word stuck with specificity. Are you stuck with a full one-on-one client list or Mm -hmm. calendar with no room to scale your business? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that more specific? Yes. Can you guys see that it's more powerful than are you stuck? So it's how specifically, how specifically is your calendar booked full of one-on-one clients leaving no room to actually scale? Mm -hmm. Have you realized that even with a full client list of one-on-one clients, there's no room left for you to actually scale your business? Mm -hmm. And you're wondering how am I ever supposed to make more money without working more hours. Mm-hmm. Is that more specific? Yes. Is it more effective? Yes. Power of specificity. Mm-hmm. People use words like overwhelmed. Okay. What are they overwhelmed with? Yeah. People use words like confidence. Confidence is internal. So it's intangible. Tangibility means touchability. Mm-hmm. I can hold it in my hand. It's external. I can see it, touch it, hold it. You can make an intangible tangible by doing what I've just been doing by saying rate it on a one to 10. So do you have confidence in your ability to write copy? Go ahead. You can just role play it with me. It doesn't matter. It's not real. No. Okay. (laughs) On a scale. So she doesn't have, I'm not confident with my ability to write copy. Mm -hmm. Confidence is intangible. Why? Because how do you know that you don't have confidence? Hmm. Um, I guess because I haven't done it that much. And so, but how do you know, like, how are you informed? It's just a feeling. It's a feeling, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So it's a feeling. So is a feeling tangible or intangible? Intangible. It's intangible, mm-hmm. right? But now I can start to make it more tangible, just FYI. I can say, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your confidence level right now in copywriting? Probably a three. So a three. Mm-hmm. So you have a confidence level of three out of 10. Is that a more tangible idea than just saying, I have this feeling that I'm not confident? Yes, it is. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of making intangible things tangible. But watch this. A lot of your audience is going to say they don't have the confidence. Mm -hmm. I want more confidence. And then we try to sell them this intangible confidence. But let's say this, pick a random niche or anything, like a goal, a thing people are striving for. Let's see. Let's lose 20 pounds. Okay. So weight loss. Yes. I don't have the confidence to go to the gym Mm -hmm. or I don't have that confidence in weight loss. Right. So watch this. You could say, oh, this is a confidence course for people who want to lose weight. But let me ask you this. If you were that person and you had 100% confident, 10 out of 10 confidence, what would that allow you to do? What would you do with that confidence? I guess I would just go to the gym regularly. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I'd go to the gym yeah. regularly, do, right? Do what I need to do. I don't know. Right. Do what I need to do. Yeah. So people are trying to sell the thing that they think is, which is really the means yeah. versus the end result. Mm-hmm. So for example, this is a great example. One is, oh, I, I help people that are single that are looking to date get more confidence. Okay. What will they do with more confidence? Well, they'll go on more dates. So are you selling them more confidence? Or are you selling them more dates? Yeah. What's going to be more powerful? Hey, are you single and looking for more confidence or Hey, are you single and you're looking to get more dates? Mm-hmm. Which is more powerful? Second one. And the second one is intangible or tangible? Tangible. It's tangible. Mm-hmm. More dates. How right. many more dates? Twice as many, three times as many every night, whatever that's tangible. So, Can you move to specificity? How specifically? What exactly? Precisely. Awkward, uncomfortably specific. Mm -hmm. And level one. One specific, specific, 10 is broad. 10 is way up in the clouds broad. One is like on the ground, hold it in my hand, tangible. And a very tangible. We can use numbers, specific numbers. How to book your first one-on-one client in seven days or less. Right. I mean, is that specific and tangible? Yeah. And just think of our list building course. Instead of like how to grow your list, it's how to get your first 100 Your leads. first 100 leads mm-hmm. that actually want to buy your stuff. Yep. Specificity. It's tangible. And here's the thing. I get people that like fight me on this. It's okay. <laughs> I can take it. They push back. They become a little uncoachable because they go, well, I do something that's like really intangible. It's like attaining inner peace and stuff like that. Here's the thing. What I want to offer is that you can do what you want. And if it works, 
you know, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Everything I'm sharing here, as I've shared with so many people when I teach these things, is designed to make your life easier. I can guarantee you, if you're making things more specific and you're making things more tangible, it makes your business easier. It makes your life easier. It makes writing easier. It makes getting sales easier. I'm just trying to make things easier for you. If your stuff is more specific and tangible, it will do better. Yeah. And you'll be attracting the right people to the right stuff too. Because if you just say you're stuck, I mean, that could apply to anyone and anything. Yes. Broad doesn't work. And then like three years down the line, I hear this all the time. People are like, I attracted the wrong audience. Now I have to like scrap Mm -hmm. my list and start all over. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not being specific. Right. And you didn't track enough of them anyways. You didn't get enough of the wrong audience too, because it's ineffective. Okay. Let's move on. Is that pretty clear on these so far? We've done five. Yeah. Five out of nine. Some good examples there too. Let's go to number six, which is something I see as a big mistake. We're going to call this empathy, not mind reading. So people do this thing called mind reading, where it says you make big ass umptions about your reader in bold, direct ways. Like, I know you, I see you, you hate yourself. You, you call yourself a loser. You feel like crap. You wonder what you're doing with your life. So here's the thing. That is very powerful when it's true. <laughs> but the moment it's not true, you just completely lost someone. Rapport gone. That's very dangerous. It's very risky. If one of those was not true for me and you said that to me, you've lost me. Mm-hmm. You do- Oh, you don't know me. Oh, you're making some big guesses. It's like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Don't talk to me like you know me. Mm-hmm. One simple fix. If this, then that. Write that down. I have to correct this in people's copy all the time. I'm like, who's teaching you this? Stop it. Stop it. You're stuck. You're broken. You're a loser. Like, <laughs> why are you saying these things? Instead, it's this. If you're like most of my audience first comes across my stuff, chances are you're already thinking to yourself, there is so much to learn. How am I ever going to figure this all out? And if that's you, then you're in luck. That's it. Mm -hmm. If you're like most, if you're like most who are not seeing results, if you're like most people who are looking to lose 15 to 20 pounds, then chances are you're not liking what you see in the mirror. I don't know. If you're like this, then that. I am not saying you don't like looking in the mirror. Right. I didn't say that. I know you. You don't like you don't like looking at yourself. Right. Don't Ouch. do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like but if you're like most that are feeling like you've put on a few extra pounds and you and you don't you're disappointed in that, then chances are you don't even like looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I don't want that to be the case for you. I'm not just accusing you of things. I'm not making assumptions about you. If this, then that. So you can do it with your avatar. If you're like most struggling entrepreneurs, then chances are boom, 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 boom. Or you can say maybe. You could also do it with the problem. If you've been struggling to sell your stuff for some time, maybe you're starting to wonder if you're even cut out for this in the first place. Versus me just sitting there saying, I know you're struggling to sell. I know you don't think you can do this. I know you're questioning your entire existence. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, chill out. (laughs) Jeez. Okay. If this, then that. Powerful. Use it at least once. Definitely. (laughs) Let's go to number seven, which is called the benefit elicitation. This is like the 101 copy, but I got a little hack trick that I learned from my junior year English teacher. I can't remember her name. One of my best teachers ever. Very small. She's from Canada. Yes. Dunlap, Mrs. Dunlap. Mrs. Dunlap. Nailed it. Was one of my toughest teachers. I never had her, but I heard she was amazing. One of the best teachers I ever had. She's in the top like three teachers that I ever had. And I learned so much in that class. It was a really tough class. And she gave two words that she taught us that I never knew would stay with me and make me millions of dollars. (laughs) I got to give her a check. (laughs) She was amazing. This is a little thing. She was just this tiny, powerful woman. Yeah, so petite. I mean, she would just get angry and yell, and I loved it. She was <laughs> intense. I got a really good SAT. Not really good, but, you know, I was like 1280 SAT score, you know, and the English side was strong, and that was because of her. She really taught us 
how to pass that, that test, how to take that test. Anyways, two words that I'm going to reveal to you. It's about benefit elicitation. So there's this distinction that's created really early on in anyone's copywriting lesson. So most people have heard this, features versus benefits. A feature is the thing and the benefit is how that benefits you. You shouldn't use the word in the definition, but you get it. So for example, I just got a Victron Energy MultiPlus 3000 Wave something, right? So it's an inverter. So that's what it is. It's an inverter. It's a 3000 volt, 3000 VA, I don't know, that's 12 volt inverter. I don't know what an inverter is, but. Exactly. (laughs) What it does, so the 3000 volt, or 3000 whatever, 12 volt is like the feature. Mm -hmm. What it does, also a feature, is it converts DC, I think, DC to AC power. Still don't know what that means, right? Right. So the feature is it has the ability to convert 12 volt power from my solar panels. So the solar grabs the energy and then it converts it from 12 volt to 120 volt or DC to AC. The benefit of that is that now I can plug in household appliances in my van. Mm. I see. See the difference? Yes. So a lot of people are trying to sell the features. Well, it converts at at a rate of 32.5 megabits, right? So they're talking about all the features, the nerdy specs. Anytime you go to Amazon or you're going to buy something techie and it says the specs, technical specs, that's the features. But then there's like the part of you that's like, so what's the bottom line? And the bottom line with this very expensive piece of equipment is, well, now I can plug in household equipments that have a normal plug, just like a plug outlet in your home. Mm-hmm. Microwave, a computer. I can plug in my computer into the van and charge it. I don't know, hairdryer, right? Toaster oven. A toaster oven. Boom. Blender. Blender. <laughs> now we're getting to the benefits. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Okay. Now I get it. So two words that elicit the benefits. Most people aren't talking about the benefits. It's like eight modules of my course, 12 hours of video or even what you're going to teach them. I'm going to teach you how to write better copy feature. Mm -hmm. The things that you're teaching are, write this down, the things that you're teaching are the features. I'm going to teach you how to train your dog. I'm going to teach you how to build a landing page. I'm going to teach you how to dress. Two words, elicit the benefit. Finish the sentence by saying, so that, and whatever comes next. So I'm going to teach you how to build a landing page so that you can build your audience even faster, or you can build an audience of raving fans that want to buy your stuff even faster. I'm going to teach you how to dress so you can get your dream job. So you can nail the interview and get your dream job. So you can attract that ideal partner so that you can turn heads as you Mm -hmm. walk down the street so that you can feel successful, Mm -hmm. okay? I could go into the emotional, absolutely, because I had something tangible. So I'm not saying get rid of intangibles. I'm saying you have to have tangibles. If you're just saying, discover how to feel successful, think about how important it is, is discover the seven secrets to dressing like a million bucks Mm -hmm. so you can feel amazing, right? I mean, that's bringing both into it, okay? So that, two powerful words. I'm going to teach you how to build your own camper van so that, man, go anywhere with that, Mm -hmm. so that you can explore the country, go anywhere you want, whenever, with everything at your side. Yeah, I really like this one because I feel like it qualifies your viewers of whatever it is that you're, you know, have the copy on, landing page, whatever, because, you know, for the dress one is a great example because it's like, well, I don't want to learn how to dress for an interview. I have a job that mm. it's like just to dress, but then you just have all these like outfits for interviews. Like what the heck is this? Right. I just want to dress to match my energy. You know, it's totally different. Learn how to dress to match your energy so that. So that you can attract more abundance in your life. There you go. That's the benefit. Mm-hmm. Dress to match your energy is a feature, mm-hmm. but why do you want to do that? Right. So you ask people, what do you want to learn? So Give me some talk. Okay. Like moonology stuff, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. what is something you want to learn? I will learn how to manifest using the moon. 
how to manifest using the moon Mm -hmm. so that so that i can get what i want faster discover learn the simple framework for using the power of the moon to manifest so you can attract more of what you want even faster Mm -hmm. and with less effort Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. boom you can just ask your people that what do you want yeah what do you want to learn so that or for what reason? Yeah. And I think that's a great point. I mean, ask, but don't be afraid to ask and go even deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's okay mm-hmm. to ask even more questions if mm-hmm. you're, you know, trying to get, you know, specific copy, pull Absolutely. specific copy from your prospects. Yeah. And then you can say, what do you want to manifest? Right. We can get into that. What would that give you? What would that give you? Right. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go to number eight, the power of questions. A lot of my copy, I love just asking questions. It's mm-hmm. like my whole thing is just asking, you know, better questions. Can you start to imagine how much better your copy is going to get when you're asking better questions? That, that's a question. <laughs> or how much longer do you really think that you can keep this up if you don't take the time to learn better copy? If you're not learning copy, then who in your business is? Because your business needs it. These are questions. Where will you be a year from now if your copy doesn't improve? Right. What do you think is possible for you if you do start writing better copy? The subconscious mind must go to work to answer any question that you give it. So questions get people to think. Whereas blanket statements, people already have an opinion about it. They go, don't agree. You need copy to be successful. Don't agree. Okay. How are you expected to sell more of your stuff if you can't use words that sell? Hmm. See, it's a question now. Mm -hmm. If every other business owner has used the power of words to sell, how much longer do you think you can keep this up if you're not learning the power of words to sell your stuff? Why would someone choose you over anybody else if your competitors are using words more effectively to communicate their products and programs, they're questions. Power of questions. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm, <laughs> darn it. Power of questions. Use them wherever you can. Let's go to the last one. Pain versus pleasure. All right. I love talking about this one. There's this whole like human psychology principle 101 that people it's like the two core motivations. We move towards pleasure. We move away from pain. And then they say people are more motivated to move away from pain. It's the whole reptilian survival-based mind. Move away from pain. We're always looking for threats. And we're more motivated to do that than to seek pleasure. There's this whole idea of like, if I gave you a strategy that took a couple hours to make an extra thousand dollars, versus somebody who just stole $1,000 from you? Which one would you be more motivated to go towards? The person who just took something away from you mm-hmm. versus seeking to make more. Right. Fear of loss, taking away. That's all pain associated, right? So understand that as a core concept. Then what happens is people get really up in arms and saying like, oh my goodness, are we just fear mongers and, and like negative downers and all that type of stuff and say, well, no. These are just principles. These are just concepts. You get to use them any way you want. And all of these things can be used for good or bad. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You could be making false promises and not delivering and being out of integrity. Okay. And there are people out there doing that. So here's the story I always love to tell, which is the story of the dog sitting on the nail. It's not a real story. It's a metaphor. The businessman is walking down the street and he hears this dog in pain and he approaches a house, a front porch. And there's this dog and it's, the dog is in pain and there's an old man sitting there not doing anything about it. And he says, sir, what's going on with your dog? Why is he in pain? And the old man says, oh, well, he's sitting on a nail. Hmm. Oh my gosh, he's sitting on a nail. That's awful. Why doesn't he get up? And the old man simply says, because it would hurt too much. And that's how most people are living their life. They're in a problem. You're in problems. You're dealing with something right now. We all are. We all have problems. Mm-hmm. We're all experiencing these things that people label as problems. And most of us are just in a little bit of pain. And we find a way to like manage and just deal, endure, settle. But the pain is there. And most of your audience is more driven by pain where they've associated more pain with change than the pain that they're in. I want you to hear that. I'm going to really slow that down. You want to help people. But the people that need your help have associated more pain with changing their situation than the pain that they're in. 
why do you think so many people went to online businesses and started in 2020? Because there was finally more pain with not having an online business. Mm -hmm. The amount of people I was, oh, I couldn't, I had to shut down, I had to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There was more pain and consequence with doing your brick and mortar, doing what you've always done, and you moved. Pain moved you. But people are already in pain. The problem is they've associated even more pain with doing something about it. And that's the problem. So what we have to do, and I'll reframe that, what we get to do, the opportunity we have to do is show them that the pleasure, the good, the benefit is in the change and not staying with where they are. That's how we can get people to finally change. For example, if someone is in pain around their, like someone who wants to start a business is in pain around their financial situation, they have a job where they're not making enough money and they just feel empty in their life. But they've associated a ton of pain with starting a business because of the fear, the rejection, the time and all that type of stuff. I'm going to start showing them what really is possible when you do this and you do this right. Like, I pinch myself every freaking day. There's so many benefits and it's so amazing. And if it's, if it's your path and you're in alignment, that's the best thing and it's worth it. And I could not imagine you spending another year of your life, let alone the next decade or two, doing something where you're miserable and you're unhappy. And at that point, you start to wonder like, when do health issues become a concern? When does your just general disposition becomes such a bummer that people don't even want to hang around you anymore. Yeah. You can't even enjoy your weekends anymore because you're just because you're living for that. Right. And then before the end of the weekend, you're already dreading going back to that. Mm -hmm. Am I being a pain fear monger or am I just telling you what is already and sitting there and offering a perspective of like, is this really what you want your life to be like? Right. If you're like me where you felt there's something greater waiting for me, mm -hmm. I'm meant for something more. Can you imagine getting to the end of your life and you felt that, but you never acted on it. This is my copy. It's just, I'm making an argument for going after your dreams. Mm -hmm. And that's what's on the line. You know, in my own personal spiritual growth, death has been such a great teacher and is to us every day. Because I think about when I get to the end of my life, however long or short that could be, looking back and saying, well, did I have regrets? And every single regret for me, I can only speak for myself, will be of not doing something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Not that I did something and made a mistake. I won't have regrets on that. I tried and I failed. I'm so proud of me that I tried. The regrets will be the things that I operated out of fear and didn't do. I didn't take the leap. When I use death that way, such a powerful perspective shift. And what a powerful opportunity to offer that with your audience in the right way is like, if this is something you want to do, like how much longer do you want to put that off? How much more time do we want to waste not living your dreams? It's a question. And it is speaking more to the pain, but I'm not saying, you know, and then people take this to an extreme, right? This is not what I'm saying to do. It's like, if you don't do this, you're going to die miserable and alone. Right. You are going to be pathetic, laughing, stuck, unhappy for the rest of your life. You will die alone. You know, like, yeah, it's like not being cruel. It's just being realistic. It's just like, have you considered that like, maybe you're here to do something big yeah. and the longer you wait, the less, the more that door closes. Mm-hmm you run the risk of getting to the end of your life and it's a life not lived. Yeah, That's not pain, that's perspective. And it can be a painful perspective, but it's just a different way to look at it. And you can talk about health or fitness. Is like, I understand like having a diet or whatever, a more regimented, structured routine doesn't seem enjoyable, but if you haven't been mindful of what you're putting into your body, how long do you really think that you get to not care about that and not let that matter before a serious health issue arises is a question. And it's looking to the possible consequence of this problem not getting solved over time as a true authentic concern. Mm -hmm. If I have someone who I love and care about and they say, I'm going to just eat cake for breakfast every day. Am I just gonna be like, you do you boo. Yeah, especially if they're like, they have all these symptoms that they're explaining. Yeah, and then they're already getting sick and all this mm -hmm. type of stuff. It's like, maybe I should think, be like, do you really think like it's healthy to be eating cake every day? Like what type of consequences saying, of yeah. putting all that sugar in your body every day and not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the greens that your body is craving for? Like how long do you think you can keep that up before something really bad happens? Or do I just be like, you know what? 
you do what you want. And I could, I'm not going to like give away my power to that, but it's like, maybe then you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Thoughts, just my thoughts there. We gave you nine specific, cool, practical, actionable tactics that you can put into action, even just one of these to start becoming a more effective communicator. Yeah. Take your next piece of copy that's about to go out, whether mm-hmm. it's a landing page, email, Instagram post, whatever, mm-hmm. and apply at least one of these. Yeah. And then that. do like a checklist. Am I talking about you? Y-O-U. Am I saying the word you enough? Am I talking about the symptoms? Is it simple writing? Is mm-hmm. it specific? Is it tangible? Am I not mind reading if this, then that? Am I eliciting the benefits? Am I using a powerful question in there? And am I using both pain, the consequence of not solving this problem over time, and pleasure, which we've talked about, the benefits, the outcomes, the ripple effect, and the transformation. Adding all of these is going to transform your copy so that people will find, there's my so that, Mm -hmm. so that people will finally say a number of things. Oh my goodness, get out of my head. It's like, you know me. Oh my goodness. It's like, this was made just for me. This person gets me. I can't live without this. I need it. I want it. That's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. So this is going to help. This is our first in a series of six episodes. We were talking about our essential skills, things that you can just start to do right now to get better at these things. This one's copy. What's our next one? Our next one is sales. Yeah, sales. Sales. Mm -hmm. We're going to help you ways to increase sales. And it's not going to be what you think. It's really, Mm -hmm. really fun. It's going to be really blast. Anything else? No, that's great. I'm excited Uh, to see what you do with this. Yeah. Thanks everybody. All right. Have a fantastic week and stay tuned next week. See you for sales time. Yeah. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Hey, it's James here. And if you're like me, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all the new content that you're learning on a weekly basis, especially when you have someone like me who's producing at least an hour on the podcast every week. That's why I want to invite you to tune in and re-listen to some of the best segments and highlights of our show over on YouTube. When you visit jameswedmore.tv, you'll get a series of weekly uploaded YouTube videos highlighting the best parts of our show so you can go back and re-listen to the parts that are gonna make the biggest difference for you. That's jameswedmore.tv. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you over there. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.